Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. But notice that these weren't allowed to eat vegetation, so there's something really interesting because they're, they're totally abnormal. It's because they're not real locusts. Real locusts eat vegetation. These don't eat vegetation. And they don't, and locusts don't harm man either. They don't have uh, teeth to bite man. They may have teeth, but they don't attack human beings. Today on Truth in Christ, our scripture says, Out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth. Thank you for joining our Bible study. These locusts are obviously not natural. They avoid plants and attack men like scorpions attack. They are a visual representation of the hordes of demons loosed upon the earth. The idea is simply that as part of the judgment of the Great Tribulation, God will allow demonic hordes, previously imprisoned, to descend upon the earth like a swarm of destructive locusts. Now let's open our Bibles to Revelation chapter 9 and follow along with Pastor Rob. I must put, shut him up for a thousand years until the thousand years were finished, but after these things he must be released for a little while. We'll look at that more, but does this being who is coming down from heaven with a chain, does that sound like Satan himself? It can't be because he's the one who is chaining Satan. Does that make sense? But it sounds very familiar to what we're reading about here. But in Revelation 9, it says that a star fell from heaven. And we don't know who he is, but he was given the key, which means that he doesn't have all authority. Some people give the devil too much credit. They think that he's got all this power. Believe me, apart from Christ, you and I are powerless against him. But God is all-powerful, and God is the one who gives the keys. Remember, Jesus said, I have the keys to death and hell. And so whoever this angel is, or this star, he gives him the keys and says, and I want you to go open that up, because there's a time, and it's right now, that they should be released to be upon the earth. Because that's what God had told us was going to happen. So what he told us was going to happen. In fact, if you remember in Luke's Gospel that Jesus went across from the Galilee over to the east side of the, of the, of the Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, and uh, we visit this place when we go to Israel, the, the Gadarenes, and there's tombs in the, in the sides of the mountains. You can see them there even today. 
It says that when they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee, and when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time, and he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice says, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. And notice Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion, because the man was possessed by a demon. So the demon is speaking to Jesus. And the demon says, We are legion, because many demons had entered him. A legion is a thousand. So this man was completely marinated with demons. (laughs) And they begged him that he would not command them to go into the abyss. I bring that up because this is the abode of the devils, abode of the demons. And God has reserved this place for such a time as this. Verse 2, and it says, And he opened the bottomless pit, this angel, or this this star, this, this, this being, And smoke arose out of the air like the smoke of a great furnace, and so the sun and the air were darkened as the scorpions of the earth have power. Oh, I'm sorry, I I skipped over the verse, didn't I? As the pit like the... Let's just start over again, shall we? Verse 2. Verse 2. Here we go. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace, so the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. And then out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. Notice the word as. That's a simile, isn't it? So these aren't literal. He's trying to describe, John is trying to describe what he's seeing, these demonic beings that he's never seen before. They're either uh, spirits that have uh, possessed creatures, but more than likely these are just demonic creatures that we've never seen before. And now John is trying his best to describe what they are. And all he can do is use similes and metaphors, mainly similes. In fact, in this chapter, there are more similes than any other chapter in the Bible because it's such a weird sort of thing. This is like a trip. (laughs) <laughs> to read this, to look at this. This is amazing. And he says, They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Locusts are greatly feared uh, in the Middle East and the Near East and in Africa, and they can wipe out leaf and twig for hundreds and thousands of miles, square miles, they'll just ravage everything, and they'll descend upon the area in tens of millions and totally devastate food supplies. You recall, just not recently, uh, or recently, I'm sorry, in February of 2020, there was a locust plague in East Africa, in Somalia, in Kenya, in Ethiopia. It, was, it wreaked havoc and destroyed hundreds, if not thousands, of square miles of vegetation. It says uh, concerning this infestation that was in that area at that time just a few months ago that uh, an average swarm can destroy crops sufficiently to feed 2,500 people for a year. That's how devastating these things can be. And it was the worst in Kenya, um, the worst infestation in Kenya for 70 years and the worst in Somalia and Ethiopia for 25 years. They never hadn't seen like something like that in a very, very long time. And there were hundreds of billions 
of these locusts. And these are physical locusts that we know, the little guys with the wings and, the, and, and all these. That, to me, makes sense. I look at them and I'm like, that I can understand. But notice that these weren't allowed to eat vegetation. So there's something really interesting because they're, they're totally abnormal. It's because they're not real locusts. Real locusts eat vegetation. These don't eat vegetation. And, they don't, and locusts don't harm man either. They don't have uh, teeth to bite man. They may have teeth, but they don't attack human beings. If you're in a swarm of them, you may get their wings you know, hitting you and stuff like that. But they don't attack people. They're herbivores. But now these are going to come and they are going to attack people. They're going to have stings in their tails. And it's going to be like a, like a scorpion sting. If you've ever been stung by a scorpion, uh, there, it's really bad. And it can be fatal for if you're really young. But most of the time, you just writhe in pain foaming at the mouth because the pain is so intense. I've never been stung by a scorpion. I'd imagine childbirth is very similar to, be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to seeing what, what ladies have to go through. But these... Their main purpose is to hurt mankind for five months. For five months. And they are going to harm, notice verse 4 again, they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men, meaning men and women, who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Evidently, the only ones uh, that we know about that were sealed were the 144,000. Remember in Revelation 7, last week we looked at that. There were ones sealed in their foreheads. And uh, it says, Then I saw another angel ascending from the east. This is Revelation chapter 7, verse 2. I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. He cried out with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees. Till what? Till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And John says, And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000, 12,000 of each of the tribes of Israel. And so these are going to be unaffected by these demon hordes that will be coming upon the earth at this time. Doesn't that sound horrible? And, and think about this. I mean, as I read these things, and I, as I read things that are coming, this ought to... Do something in me. I'm glad that the Bible records it for us because, as Christians, if we really look at this, and how can we idly stand by friends, family, co workers? How can we idly stand by knowing the things that are coming and say, well, it really doesn't matter? If they don't turn, you know, whatever, you know. I pray that this stirs us evangelistically. I pray that it stirs us to get the message out. Do you want anyone in your family? To go through this. Do you want any co-worker? I'd much rather tell them now and have them get a little upset with me. Because <laughs> nobody likes to talk about religion. Well, guess what? This is not religion. This is a relationship with God. But people don't want to talk about it. But listen, let them be angry. They need to know this. Because this is what's coming. You can choose not to believe it. But guess what? It is coming like a freight train. And there's nothing, there's no one that will stop it. That can stop it. Let these things stir you up. I pray that it does the same in me too. Let it stir us up and let us get out there and tell the truth. And you know what? It is really hard today because there's such a lethargy in the church. There's such a lethargy out in the world. You know, everyone's just kind of... Uh, uh, 
You know, that's the kind of prevailing feeling. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? People are just tired. They're wore out. They're introspective. They're introverted. They look inward. They're no longer looking outward. And God is saying, church, wake up. We need to wake up. And we need to get to be about his business. Will you be a part of that army? We don't carry guns. We're not militia men. Our greatest weapon is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is more powerful than a nuclear bomb. A nuclear bomb can blow this book to smithereens. But guess what? The word of God abides forever after all the bombs have gone off. Isn't that what Jesus said? There's nothing, no weapon that's greater than the word of God. And yet we use it so sparingly. Use it, folks. Let's get out there and use it. Tell people the truth. Do not let yourself get into a lethargy. We need to break out of it. Notice verse 5. They were given, they were not given authority. Notice, again, they are given authority. But there's certain things that they cannot do. They were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. And their torment was like, there's our simile again, it was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. So we know that this is demonic oppression. Notice the restraint again that they had over them, that God placed upon them. They were limited in their intensity. They were limited in the duration of the time that they would torment. They were not allowed to attack certain individuals, only those who were not sealed by God. And they were not allowed to kill a person. The Lord knows the limits and expertly administers them. You recall in the book of Job that Job, um, that the, uh, the angels... Uh, well, it came up to Job, and let me just read the first one to you, but there's two verses up here, but I'll just read the one. Remember, Satan is not a lone wolf. He is, has authority over him. He cannot do what he pleases. And here is a good verse to go to, two verses actually, but I'm just going to read the one. Remember when it says there was a day in Job chapter 1, verse 6. When the sons of God came to present themselves, these are angels, before God, and Satan also came among them, Notice Satan was allowed to be in heaven. He still is, actually, until he's cast out of heaven in the future. He's able to stand before God and report to duty for God to allow him to do certain things. And here it is in Job. And the Lord said to him, from where do you come from? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. And then the Lord said to Satan, and and I love this, I can imagine Job going, could you consider someone else? Could you have considered somebody else? Lord, why me? Why me? And God says, oh, Job, there's so much stuff, so much work I've yet to do in you. And I'm going to do it. You're going to be hurt and you're going to be devastated, but I'm going I'm to be with you through it. I'm going to get you through it. And on the other end, you are going to be a very blessed man. You're going to have a knowledge and an experience with me. You're going to know me more than most people on the earth, probably more than anybody else on the earth, because of the valleys that I brought you through. And I was able to be your God, and you didn't blaspheme my holy name. But what does it say? And so the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job that there's none like him on the earth, a blameless and an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? And Satan answered the Lord and says, Yeah, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. (laughs) And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Go ahead. Only do not lay a hand on his person. 
And so Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Notice, he's on a leash. God allowed him to go a certain distance, just like these five months of torment. It's measured. Aren't you glad that it's measured? Aren't you glad that you know these things? To me, it's a real blessing to be a child of God and to read the Bible, especially as we get into these really difficult chapters in the Bible. You know, in Judges, this last, uh, these last two Thursdays, we've been talking about probably one of the most horrific chapters in the Bible, chapter 19 and 20. And now we're in Revelation on Sunday morning, and I'm like, man, Lord, I'm really glad when we get into the, the fluffy stuff. Because these are hard. These are hard chapters. But notice in verse 6 in our text this morning, it says, In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. It's interesting that when a person is possessed by a demon, that they no longer have control over themselves. They no longer have free will, even to commit suicide. And at this time, demon possession will be rampant. And demons will be freely able to attack individuals. What a horrible judgment. It really is. It's horrible. And evidently they will seek to kill themselves with by whatever means they will be able to end their life. And you know, it is interesting that there is an anguish, isn't there? Have you ever been in such pain? And I've known people who have been in this, this kind of pain. I've, 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 I've heard of people when they get old, they get so old, they're just like, I just want to go. I've known so many older people who, have, who are with the Lord now that they got to the point where they're just like, you know what? I don't know why God has me here anymore. I just don't want to be here. I'm in such pain. I feel like I've got no use. I'm just laying around existing. Lord, take me home. Why am I here? And there are other people who are in pain, in severe pain. Cancer is eating away at them, and there's nothing the doctors can do. Oxycodone doesn't even put a dent in the pain, and they're writhing in pain every day, and they're like, Lord, just kill me, please, in your mercy, take my life. Have you heard of people like that? I have. In this time period that we're talking about, people are going to be wanting to die because of all the things that have happened and all the things that are happening. And believe me, if they're, they're going to be able to look and see, oh, it gets even better because now after this, we've got two more woes and then we've got the bold judgments. I'd like to check out now if I could. <laughs> I, want my, I want my button. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Probably would too. But suffering, it brings out that that desire just to want to depart. And people are going to want to do that, and they will not be able to. I don't understand how that's going to happen. Either their, their spirit and their soul maybe won't be able to leave their body, and they won't be able to die physically. God's just, you know, God is able. If somebody shoots themselves, sorry to be so graphic, he can heal the important things and allow them to live. He can give the devils, these demons, he can give them authority to do that if he so chooses. Where under normal processes, we'd be long gone, but God could give them the power or do it himself. They try to take their life, he says, I'm not going to allow it. Notice in verse 7, we're going to see a lot of these similes here, because again, John's trying to describe these creatures, these demonic beings in the, in the abuso, in the shaft in the earth. The shape of the locust was like, underline these, I'm going to emphasize them, underline them in your Bible. The shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. Notice he's trying to describe this in, in, in words the best he can. 
And they had hair, verse 8, like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. Does this sound like a locust to you? I was looking at a picture close up of a locust the last couple days, and they don't look anything like this. They look very different. So we're talking about something different here. This is demonic in nature. These creatures don't exist. But they're going to be like it. They're going to to have a similarity about them. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. And they had tails like scorpions. And there were stings in their tails. And their power was to hurt men for five months. Who are these creatures? They certainly are demonic. They're fallen angels that God has placed in everlasting chains. Remember in the, in the book of Noah in chapter 6, these, these Nephilim and these angels that um, either demon-possessed or physically incarnate somehow, God cast these demons into hell. He cast them into this abyss that we are talking about, that these things are coming out of. And these beings are now able to come up embodied in a new form that are going to administer pain to men who have not been sealed, men and women who have not been sealed on the earth at that time. In fact, if you remember in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4, what does it say? It says, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell or to Tartarus, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. For judgment for who? For the people on the earth. We're reading about it right now. He's using them for judgment. Ultimately, they will be judged as well, but he's going to use them for judgment upon the earth. What does it say in Jude? There's also a verse in Jude, verse 5 and 6. says, But I want to remind you, Jude says, Jesus is half-brother. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but they left their own abode. Notice again, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. And that is where we are at. Does that make sense? So these these demonic beings are now going to be let loose. The ones that God had already put in everlasting chains for the judgment of the great day, which is what we are looking at right now. And notice their power was to hurt men for five months. It's interesting because a locust, the lifespan, the average lifespan of a locust is from May to October, a five-month period. So there's some similarities here, but there's some very stark differences. Notice verse 11 And they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit. Could this be Satan? We don't really know. It could be a high-ranking demonic being. could be his right-hand man. We know, based on Daniel, there are different uh, authorities in heaven, in the angelic realm, as well as in the satanic realm. There are archangels, there are other angels, angels with specific duties, responsibilities. So there's a hierarchy of power and the things that they're able to do. And there certainly is for the demonic realm too. Could it be that this is one of those uh, henchmen of the devils? Could it be him himself? We don't really know. But it says, it's interesting here, that they had a king over them. A king over them. But Proverbs says that the locusts have no king. 
Yet they all advance in ranks. In Proverbs 30, verse 27. So these, again, are different because they do have a king over them. And his name in the Hebrew is Abaddon. And in the Greek, his name is Apollyon. They both mean the same thing, a destroyer. Could it be Satan? It could be. We know that he's a destroyer. He's a deceiver. He's a hater of all things that are good. One woe is past. Notice verse 12. Behold, still... Two more woes are coming after these things. Metatauta, after these things. One woe is past. So that was the first woe. One woe is past, but still two more woes are coming after these things. And then I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today. But please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our journey through the book of Revelation. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things, such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester Sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Play and Apple Podcast. You may also join us on Sundays and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.